yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is Heckaborn. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Yeah, we can't keep that one in there. Uh, yeah, that was. So a, I have to cut that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part. God damn it. Sorry. Right. <laughs> You're listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. And Mike. The kids have been back at school, and my kid has been. Uh, it's weird because, you know, he was feral because he was away from other kids for so long. Yeah. Now he's like really embracing being around other kids. Yeah. And I guess there's like a girl he had a crush on. And oh. he was humiliated because she found out. Oh. And we talked Why'd you tell her? <laughs> he doesn't tell me shit. He tells my Hey, wife. is this the girl that you like? <laughs> oh my God. That girl right there. Yeah, one right there. Dad. <laughs> you know, we talked to him. It was like, nothing to be ashamed of. You know, it's natural. We, you know, mom and dad, we had crushes on people. And he's like, you did? Yeah. And then he turned around and I was kind of proud of him because he yeah. like owned it. But he went too far. To where he was like telling everyone that he had a crush on her. <laughs> and like the mom actually said, hey, you got to tell your kid to back off. Oh my God. Yeah, it's too much. And now he's handled that well, which is good. Now, I guess he just told Kim that he has a crush on all the girls in his class except for two of them. <laughs> <laughs> like what's wrong with these other two? Yeah, uh, the two that probably told him, knock it off, back off. They're mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, he has two ugly girls in his class. <laughs> That's awful. They're in third grade. <laughs> that reminded me of when you were talking. I don't know why it did, but remember you were telling me about um, your Tinky Flex's daughter. Oh yeah, my um, my cousin, who's my he's not little anymore, but a little cousin when we were in elementary. Yeah, he'd mm-hmm. be the one. He was like in first grade when we were in eighth grade. Yeah, but yeah, I'd heard from my mom that. Uh, yeah, this is the kind or, of. I would always call him Tinky Flex because you would just say, you would go, hey, you would point at someone else and go, hey, Tinky Flex, and you would just walk up and just punch him in the balls. Yeah, and that was my uncle's fault. Yeah. My uncle taught him it, and then I weaponized it mm-hmm. in eighth grade where I'd be like, hey, so, Aaron, come Tinky Flex. That's the preface Bam. for this story here. Yeah, so apparently, like, his daughter was getting bugged by, like, I think he was a kid in the neighborhood that might have also gone to school or something. Mm-hmm. But she finally, like, beat him down, <laughs> beat the boy down, and Aaron was, had to take him, take her to go, like, apologize, and from what I heard, it was like when the guy, the dad opened the door, he was like, oh, <laughs> oh, like, we're going to do this now? Oh, <laughs> the girl who beat up my son is going to have to apologize. <laughs> He's like, great, great. <laughs> like, just so funny, because it's like, you're trying to do the right thing, but it's still like... To him, he was like, oh, this just gets better and better. <laughs> Great. Like, I love that story. And I love that his daughter beat up. Yeah. You know, that's what I'd want Ole to do. Like, harm him <laughs> and then go like, well, man, like. <laughs> now let's apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so my kid, he has a love-hate relationship with school right now. Yeah. Because, like I've said it before here, like he'll come out going, best day ever. And then literally two minutes later, I hate school. I don't want to go back. Yeah. It's not uncommon. I know you never cared for school. Oh, God. Yeah, no. I was more. So it is funny as a parent trying to tell Olivia all this stuff of like, yeah, you need to pay attention and you need to ask questions Mm -hmm. and you need to. And it's like, I can't even remember 
school, let alone I know I didn't ask questions and I know I was just like, I don't know. Like I was totally <laughs> the kid that would come home and be like, well, what is it you're supposed to work on? I don't know. I think it's this. Like you don't even know what you're supposed to work on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Lost my kid. I was there. Yeah. It's like, what'd you guys do today? I don't know. It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Or something completely, yeah, away from every, like the year we did like that comic club or something. That's yeah. what I, then I'd have a lot to talk about where it'd be like, but what did you learn? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Why you got to ruin what I'm telling you? Or my kid would always, he always made a point of telling me when he had a substitute teacher because I don't know why it was such a big deal to him. Did he enjoy it? Because Olivia's, they, they, re, they basically will like, the depending on who it is, there's certain ones where she's just like, oh, I hate that one. That yeah. one's so mean. Or this one's terrible. They don't even do anything. Yeah. It, oh, I, we got thing. the good one. Yeah, we got the good one. They actually yeah. did something. Like, wow, man. Is no, that- apparently he and one of his buddies would just go out of their way to be misbehavior on their subs. Wow. And that just drove me freaking crazy. Now, is it because the subs were... Because according to Olivia, the way she would talk about it is, you know, she would just say, like, some of them just... They're, they're, you no. can tell they don't even want to be there. They're not doing anything. My kid was just jumping on the coattails of the other kids going, mm. let's give this person grief. Because mm-hmm. like, that seems like fun. Yeah. So this is going out of order what we have, but uh, I got a clip from Steven Garza talking about he was actually a substitute teacher. Here goes. I used to substitute teach during the day for extra money, but I work with the younger kids, not the older kids, you know, because once you get to sixth grade, they can kind of bully me a little bit you know what I mean? like that. cause you can't you can't punk a 6th grade into doing his work like Ricky sit down and do your work and I'm like yeah you wanna take this outside I'm like no Ricky continue your work actually go ahead <laughs> I think substitute teaching is probably the most thankless job on the planet by far that's the only job where you're guaranteed to get every kid at their absolute worst <laughs> it's guaranteed nobody sees a substitute and then thinks I'm gonna be well behaved today What better time to be well-behaved than when there's absolutely no consequences for my actions? (laughs) Do you guys remember having substitutes? Do you remember that? Were you well-behaved? No, you were animals. As soon as that substitute walked through the door, we looked at each other in agreement. Like, yay. No, I'm going to try and make him cry. (laughs) I'm going to try and make him cry. There was always one kid in the back of the class that would take it way too far. He'd always come out like, I'm going to fight him. No. I'm going to fight him. We just want him to change careers. We're children. (laughs) (laughs) I work for private schools, public schools. The private schools are the worst because they can invent whatever rules they want. If they're very, I got, was at a, pri- a very progressive private school, and they, they made rules. They're like, hey, if you ever play any games with the children, we want you to let them win to help build up confidence. <laughs> we want strong, confident children. And I'm a gamer. I go 110 always. <laughs> but I also needed the money, you know what I mean? And of course, that morning recess, a little first grader, he wanted to race me. <laughs> you, know, you guys. I smoked him. I smoked him. <laughs> I forgot how fast I was, by the way. I forgot. And by the way, my confidence through the roof. They were <laughs> absolutely right. But he started crying. He was crying right there. That's how bad I beat him. <laughs> I made a guy cry. I never tell him the age when I tell that story. He started crying. I had to talk to him like a little... Finally, I pulled him aside. I was like, listen, I'm going to talk to you like you're a little adult right now. Okay? Listen to me. You are a white kid at a private school. 
this may not make sense to you right now, but this race we had, you actually won. <laughs> you win. You've lo I'm loser. I, I, you get it. <laughs> I forgot to go. I'm the loser in the situation. When I was on that Hayward Recreational District, mm -hmm. there was a guy that hard. was like that. Yeah, hard. He, he went, you know, you split up the, like the kids. I had the kids mm -hmm. inside with kickball and he took the kids out for baseball mm -hmm. and he came in he's like i hit like 10 home runs and i was yeah. like what <laughs> it's like the guy on something about mary yeah yeah he tore just like him just like him <laughs> tore him up like what do you what did you do out there like why the kids all came in all dejected and sad like like, like this is cool. not what we're supposed to be doing you man can beat up on 10 year olds how awesome yeah <laughs> what are you doing making it interesting for himself yeah if bam you have a PE teacher like that your kid probably hates school yeah <laughs> well this was the summer program know. you know it's like we're supposed to be like just letting them play and then like we're there to just make sure they don't like kill each other or something but we're not supposed to be there to make them cry <laughs> Well, I've had a couple articles on what to do when your kid hates school. Pretty much, you know, every kid bitches about school at some point or another. Yeah. But apparently, according to some poll, uh, 5 to 10% of kids dislike it so much that they don't want to attend. Yeah. Which is a lot higher than I thought. Wow. Lower than I thought. <laughs> really? Well, if I could have chose to not go. Well, that's any kid. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, dislike it enough to not want to go. Well, it's pretty, I don't know, it's a little subjective there because it's like, if yeah. I was given the choice, like, yeah. do you not want to go? No. Well, you have to. All right. It's like, yeah, I, I guess that maybe that means the people that are in that percentage are the ones that will like make actually a fight to not go. Well, that's the thing they talk about. If your kid seems depressed or anxious about school, fakes illnesses to stay home, uh, repeatedly ends up in the nurse's or principal's office, or refuses to talk about a bunch of the school day, it's time to be concerned. Yeah. Because something's going on. Yeah. They bring up a bunch of different reasons that could be why. Uh, one of them is anxiety. Like some of them, it's like separation anxiety. Mm. And they talk about how just in something as simple as how you say goodbye to your kid when you drop them off. Yeah. The good way to do it would be, have a great day. I'll be here at 2.30 to pick you up. Yeah. As opposed to... If anything happens, I'll be here in 10 minutes. Don't worry. Yeah. Or you just give them that option of being shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, instead of like them thinking they can fail, just say, you can do this and make it not a big deal. Because Owen fights homework tooth and nail. Like, yeah. Seriously. It's like you're asking him to hack off a limb. Yeah. And every time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that woke up my cat. <laughs> Kiki, you were about to have a nice nap. And then what'd he do? Your ears, <laughs> he scared you. What came out of him? <laughs> yeah, look at her ears. She's weirded out. That fart sounded like something <laughs> like a... She thinks that there's fight or flight. <laughs> there's a fucking animal loose in here. A wild dog. What is it, Kiki? Is <clears throat> that a mountain lion? It was just his fart? <laughs> her ears are still up. She's waiting just in case... One more fart and my cat's going to be hiding for the rest of the night. <laughs> <sighs> well, anyway, <laughs> my kid fights homework like you're going to ask him to lose a limb. And then almost. You know what? How does he feel about the work he's doing, though? Like, does he. Is well, that's the thing. After it, when he's done, he's like, I can't believe how easy that was. Uh, and you want to just slap him. Because <laughs> it's all. Yeah, a lot of it. I remember for me, and I think 
that was true with Olivia because mm-hmm. now, obviously, she don't want to do it. No kid yeah. wants to, but now she'll do it. And I, she used to fight it because she was so like worried yeah. and felt and that's him too, and hated it, and just hated that she didn't know how to do it. And he's getting more confidence. He still fights it, but at least yeah. it's a little bit better. The other reason kids dislike school would be because of loneliness. Because they have no friends. Mm. I think I was in that group because I never really had. You know, I was the chubby foreign kid. I felt like it was like every year was like different. Like you get there and who am I friends with this year? Because I didn't live by, I think I lived by like one kid. Mm-hmm. Amy lived on my street. Yeah. But other than that, no, no friend that you could come and be like, I guess I had Mike that I knew, but. Well, that's the shitty thing about private schools. Yeah. Is kids come from all over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's public schools are all kids in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we would get along with someone. It's like, oh, you live out there? Fuck. You wouldn't see him the whole summer, so you wouldn't know. Yeah. Am I still friends with that person? And sometimes you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they were like, yeah, I don't like you anymore. And you're like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm starting. I got to find somebody else. This year, yeah. Loneliness can be solved by bolstering their social skills. You know, just teaching yeah. them how to interact. And my kid's never going to be lonely because without fail, hi, I'm Owen. It's like, Jesus, yeah. settle down. Yeah. He's going to be a politician or something. But he had the same problem Oli had. Do you remember you brought it up here where yeah. he was talking about he had no one to play with on recess? Yeah. So like, what's going on? It's like, well, this guy wanted to play this and I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I wanted to play this and I didn't want to do that. No one wanted to play what I wanted to play. So, like, so you had three or four options? Like, well, yeah. Yeah. So, no, not no one wanted to play with you. Just you didn't want to do what they wanted. And he's like, well, why don't they do it my way? It's like, well, do it their way. And then maybe next time. Yeah. Well, with Oli, was the, it was the kids that were like bullying her. Well, that's they, the next one. Yeah, we yeah. We actually talked about there was a time where Oli. Yeah. Well, yeah, where she said, had wanted to play. Yeah. Certain ones. I wanted to do this, and none of them wanted to. Yeah, because she always feels like she's very fair. So it's like, if I played what you wanted to play, then you should play what I want to play. Yeah. And it's like, well, you better get that written down in America, because sure. <laughs> people are fully fine to mm-hmm. to not play what you want to play after if they get to play what they want to play. <laughs> the next one is bullies. Sometimes they yeah. are just afraid to go. Yeah. If they seem quiet and anxious, have few friends, and suddenly show a drop of self-esteem, they might yeah. be going through a bully thing. <laughs> Annie told Oli before, if she gets bullied, that she'll she'll dress up as a seventh grader or whatever when they come. Beat her ass. And just show up. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh my God, a you're giant. seventh grader. <laughs> I'm in her class. Bam, bam, bam. I think that'd be the only thing throwing her off. <laughs> yeah. It's a seventh grader with big boobs and tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that Oli... I don't think that was a seventh grader. But Oli laughed about that and was like, oh, thank you. But then Oli was like, I told her, like, you should just be online. You were doing better online. Like, you, you, it was great. And it was cool to have you home. She's like, I want to be around people. I want to go and do stuff. She's all, and I want... To go to a dance. Oh. And 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 he's like, I'm gonna go to that too. And you saw Oli's face went <gasps> like <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna be sitting in there watching you. <laughs> She's like, now it went to hey, <laughs> now this isn't fun. <laughs> I don't want you there. Yeah. Nice. Well, they say if you do step in, try to be subtle because you could make it so much worse for your kid. You know, like go straight to the principal, not to the parents, because Sometimes parents make it worse. Oh, she already told me that last week. What, what? what did I tell her? Oh, 
just because I was gone, I had to go to um, our like beginning of the school teaching thing. So I was out for three days and I came back. I didn't know this, the air quality had been so bad. Yeah. So I asked her, I'm like, hey, did they let you go play outside? She's like, well, not today, but the other days. I'm like, the other days? I'm like, I'm going to have to talk to your teacher and let him know. And she's like, will you not be that dad? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, don't go and make it. She goes, she goes, dad, it's hard enough at school without also being the kid of that dad. <laughs> That's I'm like, oh, she's like, yeah, you're going to go talk to my teacher and my principal, and then they're going to be like, oh, there's that kid. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I feel bad because like, my kid's got the fat dad, <laughs> <laughs> the fat old dad. <laughs> uh, What's dad's wrong with that? guy with gray hair, right? Yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> That's not. That's nothing uh, compared dude, to being just a, huge. the that asshole been huge kid when we were kids. And then finally, uh, sometimes they hate it just because they have trouble learning because they feel like they're behind. Uh, yeah. There was a story here of some kid that had twenty twenty vision, but he still had to have glasses for some reason and some like optical therapy. Yeah, and then he was fine. Oh wow! Let's see. Sometimes it's a hearing problem. Sometimes you know learning disabilities and all that crap. So anyway, just, you know, listen to your kids, but also realize that they may be making their case look better for them. Yeah. So don't just take their word for it because, yeah. you know, they're manipulative. Yeah. I remember when we were kids, we were like in eighth grade and my sister came and picked us up mm-hmm. and she's what, nine years older than me? Mm-hmm. And it was like, Phil was there. He was, everyone was like, oh, oh your sister's so hot. Yeah, and you I know was what like, that was? Stop it. What? That was when we went to go see Pretty in Pink. Oh, it was? And Did she drop me? dropped you off. Yeah. I was, was like, like, shut up. Oh, my God. Your sister. <laughs> that was hilarious. Because, <laughs> yeah, we'd never seen her well, before. shut up. <laughs> it was all, bah, bah, bah. yeah, Lydia and Squeak. Yeah, because, yeah, it was after our Yosemite <laughs> trip, and we all agreed to get together and go watch Pretty in Pink after. Oh, that's right. And then, yeah, we were all sitting outside by the Festival Cinema in Hayward, which is now a Target is it? Like anyone gives a fuck. Is yeah. Festival not there anymore? No, it hasn't been there for years. Oh, jeez. Everything like that's like frozen in time for me. I'd, I'm I assuming they're all there. Yeah. All gone. But anyway, so back to the teaching stuff. I found a clip just for you. Nerd alert! Uh, <laughs> it's, about, it's from Kamel Najiani. He's talking about teaching. And uh, why are there no teachers at Hogwarts? Here goes. A couple months ago, I got really into Harry Potter. Have you got, oh, it's really good. The books, I, I'm not done with them. No spoilers, I'm on book six. But like I resisted for years, because I was like, if that many people like it, how good could it be? Pretty f- good. <laughs> it's pretty f- good. And not just from a magic thing, like from a vicarious standpoint, you know, because it's this kid, he transfers, and then his life is completely different. And like I transferred in high school and it was awful. <laughs> it was like if people like disliked me just cause I was new. Like on Valentine's day, these send a girl a bouquet with my name on them. And then a bird had on my head and I hid in the library all day. <laughs> God. That is the true story. None of that is lies. <laughs> but how awesome would it have been if I transferred and everybody was like, you're Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> you're Vicarious. the most famous boy in the world. <laughs> You are now the seeker on the Quidditch team. <laughs> to play Quidditch. But here's my only thing with Harry Potter. 
this is my only issue with it. So they, uh, uh, they, they go to the school and they take classes like uh, defense against the dark arts and potions and divination. But they should be taking like math also, right? <laughs> Why are there no math teachers at Hogwarts? <laughs> or history or geography? <laughs> They're getting tested on care of magical creatures. Never heard of the Holocaust. <laughs> 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 it's important information, I think. And I don't think they're getting to it in the uh, history of magic. I don't think they're like, if you think Voldemort is evil, this guy. <laughs> and he didn't even have the killing curse. He had to do it. He used engineering. Engineering, is that one of the unforgivable curses? <laughs> no, it's just a practical application of physics. Physics, is that one of the unforgivable? <laughs> yes, it is. One of the unforgivable. That is true. That's hilarious. So, yeah, it's like they're magic smart, but complete fucking idiots. <laughs> I like that. You're the new kid. You're the most famous boy in the world. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that right. one's good. And Nick sent me a story, said to keep you off from jumping because uh, I guess the cafe or the bar or whatever that Rowling wrote most of her books in burnt down today. That's pathetic. That makes me mad. I would like to have gone. <laughs> uh, well, there's another story on uh, how to respond when your kid hates school. But first, I want to throw more dick jokes at it. Okay. Uh, here's Jimmy Carr on teachers. Have we got any teachers in this evening? Is you show any teachers? Oh, loads of teachers in. You work bloody hard, don't you, teachers? Half the year, five hours a day. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. I could never do what you people do for a living. Not because it's difficult. I wouldn't pass a CRB check. <laughs> I've actually got a bit of a soft spot for teachers. I used to go out with a teacher, and she was lovely. But if ever I wanted sex, she always insisted to put my hand up first. <laughs> That is ruder than it first appears. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, mm. Have we got any special needs teachers in? You teach special needs? Oh, there was a woo over there. What's your name, madam? Danielle. Danielle, very nice to have you in. All I was going to say about special needs teachers is you are the best and the brightest, in my humble opinion, the best and the brightest teachers. Because I can prove it. We all know teachers socially, yes? Yeah. Everyone knows teachers. And that teachers are always moaning on about, oh, I've got homework to mark this evening. Not you, hey Danielle? <laughs> not you. You're not grading potato paintings, are you? Fuck it. <laughs> your evenings are your own, fair play. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a little yay? <laughs> See the other teachers looking all fucking annoyed, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I love Jimmy Carr, I wish you would come to her out here. Your evenings are not... <laughs> Uh, potato potato paintings? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> you never seen that? It's is that where they cut a potato in Yeah, yeah. You do like a little texture. Yeah, yeah little texture paintings, <laughs> like making your own stamp. <laughs> that's uh, hella funny. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I do know. Yeah, you cut a star yeah. into it and use it like a Yeah, stamp. yeah. That's hilarious. It's the same as like a playing with sponges and stuff yeah. too, yeah. And then, <laughs> so do you remember, well, we didn't do it with an egg at our school, but it was like you had to carry like a five pound bag of flour around for like i don't think i was in that class i wasn't either yeah. but i remember mark was and he just carried around a weight and, and put a cabbage patch doll head on it <laughs> and uh, carried it in a duffel bag a lot of schools will do it with the egg and you got to carry the egg around okay 
And I heard a comic named Leon McEnany, which he is freaking hilarious. He does this hilarious joke about how to uh, do a uh, an Irish drinking song. Yeah. Um, which I'm not going to go into here, but if okay. you look it up, it's fucking wonderful. But here he is talking about James and the Egg. When I was a kid, the New York City school system did this thing to teach us not to have kids of our own. And I'm actually curious to know if you guys, we had to bring an egg in every year and carry it. Yeah? Yeah, okay. So five of you, yes. And right out at the bar, you pointed to your friend. Okay. Um, it's weird, but okay. <laughs> we had to bring it in and... What I, learned, what I learned about having a baby from this egg was if you have a baby and you drop it and you kill it, it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you got like 11 more at home where that came from. <laughs> you got 11 more. <laughs> I got in trouble one year because we went around the room naming it and this one kid's like, mine is Tommy. This girl's like, mine is Teresa. And I was like, mine is breakfast. <laughs> but my best friend in the fifth grade was this kid named James. And he came in one year, he's like, oh, Liam, I'm gonna win this year. I'm like, oh yeah, how are you gonna do that? And he said, look, I boiled my egg. <laughs> look, I dropped my baby, but it's okay. Oh no, here's my baby, but he's not dead. And the teacher saw this and was furious. She's like, you can't do that. What happens if you have a baby for real? How are you gonna take care of it? He's like, I guess I'll boil it. Oh, look at me. <laughs> and she was so mad, she made him stay after school so she could yell at his mom, who was babysitting me. So I got to be there for that. She's like, you know what your son said? He said if he had a baby, the way he'd take care of it is he would boil it. And James's mom was so cool. She was like, look, I am a single mom with four kids. My son has a baby right now. I am boiling them both. <laughs> if my son has a baby right now, I am boiling them both. <laughs> mom of the year. <laughs> if he has a baby right now. I'll kill him. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to the whole thing. This is a quick thing. We'll just sum up. But uh, how to respond when your kid says you hate school. Uh, and after reading this, I realized I've done everything wrong. Yeah, you're supposed to say, I know school sucks. No. No? no. <laughs> Listen actively and respond to your child uh, by paraphrasing what he has just said. So, you know, usually when they say I hate school, your knee-jerk reaction is, no, I don't. No, you don't. Uh, it just kind of shits on their feelings and they just shut it down and it's going to yeah. come out somewhere else. Yeah. So they say to avoid responses that repress like, but you've always loved school or you'll get over it. All your friends are there and don't say hate, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Which isn't really any productive thing. Yeah. Instead How about huh? school hates you? No. No? No. Thank you for being a good example <laughs> of a bad example. <laughs> Instead, respond with understanding. This will help your, help your kid uh, sort through feelings faster. So you should say things like, I can tell you're really upset. This is hard. This must be frustrating. Can you tell me more? Which I think is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And you must have felt blank when blank. So it just opens it up. So it's not just you're shitting on it. Say, okay, tell me more. I'm going to close my eyes so I can really focus. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, listen until they fully ex express themselves. And then they go kind of kumbaya. <laughs> 
ask your child to draw or journal how they're feeling to release this, uh, their needs. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all that, but just, you know, listen to them, let them talk, have their way on mm-hmm. it. Cause every time I ask, he doesn't give me why he just doesn't want to do it, mm-hmm. but at least it, you can get an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then they say to use the magic wand technique, which is pretty much if you had a magic wand, what would you do to fix school? And that pretty much gets to the sum of what exactly they want fixed. Mm -hmm. And if they are trying to sneak away to stay home, don't do it because... I like that method. We've got like 10 wands in here. Yeah, you literally have wands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Use your wand and tell me what's bad. Too bad it's Oli's already passed it. She'd be like, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, but if they're staying home, if they want to stay home because of anxiety, letting them stay home is just going to make it build up because it's going to be worse like going back. Yeah. And then here's the problem you and I both have. Don't fan the flames and stay positive. <laughs> yeah, Oli told me there was a kid that bugged her the mm-hmm. other day at school. And I saw him. And that poor kid, he's he's like half the height of Oli. He looks like he's still in first grade. I'm like, mm-hmm. that kid? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was giving her all these things. She's all, I'm never telling him that that's me. And I was like, I'm like, didn't you say you, you guys were going to get buddies? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, tell him that he, they gave him you him because they're uh, not going by age anymore. They're going by height. <laughs> or at any time you could tell him, like, listen, man, I can put you in that garbage can right now. And there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Dude, did you actually say that? <laughs> yeah, because oh, I don't because she's all, I'm not doing any of it. She I think she's a better person than you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, only you could physically throw him in there in front of everybody and he could mm-hmm. do that. Don't ever take any lip from him. <laughs> wow. <sighs> oh, oh, I forgot to tell her she should pants him. No. <laughs> Give him a tinky flex. In front of the school. Great. There you go. Oh, remember when you made fun of me in class? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, you're, anyway. You're the one that girl pants. <laughs> While you may feel like you're taking their side by saying, I hate school too or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just reinforcing it and adding it, making it worse. So Dang it. I know. So uh, I can't say click cool the link, sucks. there are links to some books that you could read, some of them with the kid. Yeah. And if it gets bad, you can actually meet with the teacher. I mean, I think they would rather know what's going on than just have it, you know, blow up in their faces. Mm-hmm. And if that fails, talk to the principal. But hopefully it gets resolved by then. That's it for that. There's links in the show notes. Click that. It should help. I think just knowing to listen to my kid better will help mm-hmm. so this one he's not a good dad he's not a bad dad it's just an asshole dad with a sense of humor mm-hmm. uh, i missed this this came out in june mm-hmm. when grad kids were graduating texas dad proud of valedictorian and not valedictorian sons a dad in texas had two kids that graduated one was graduating high school and one was graduating uh texas a&m yeah he made these big poster signs to put out on his lawn and had a picture of the kids both in their graduation gowns and caps yeah. and gowns and uh, you know the first one says cypress head woods high school class of 2021 ryan paparum valedictorian and then the other one has and it's got a picture of him yeah it says texas a&m mechanical engineering class of 2021 justin paparum uh not valedictorian <laughs> <laughs> so this made a huge thing on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, what an asshole. And then, you know, they finally got in touch with the kids. 
And the kid that graduated college says, yeah, this is not a showcasing a split family. It shows a family who enjoys poking fun at each other. So yeah, just, calm um, down. They're just bugging yeah. each other. Which I think is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have a feeling that the dad probably paid for that education. He could put up whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he did it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Let's see. Then that brings us, again, I'm still trying to stay on the positive side. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. He got a hero dad. He's a good Samaritan dad. Describes jumping off bridge to save a toddler. That's so cool. So a good Samaritan le- leapt from a bridge to save a baby after a car crash has finally come forward. That's so awesome. Jonathan Bauer jumped nearly 30 feet off a bridge to save a two-year-old who had been ejected from a car during a five-car crash on the bridge. Wow. Bauer is a dad, and it was his dad instincts that took over when he saw the girl in the water. Wow. Here's a quote here. I saw the girl. I saw the car seat and some other items, and about six feet away from the car was a little girl. She was on her back, completely floating, head completely out of the water, arms moving, legs kicking, and a little pink dress. Then the girl flipped over and sunk under the surface. Mm. That's when he told his daughter to tell the first firefighter or police officer to arrive what happened, and then... Bauer, who was afraid of heights, moved to the edge of the bridge and jumped into the bay below to save the baby. Wow. Uh, His own daughter said seeing her dad jump off the bridge was the scariest part of her life. And at the press conference, his wife said that he's afraid of heights. Wow. He swam over uh, to the girl, put her up against his shoulder, and aggressively patted her on the back. She spit up a bunch of water, coughed a lot, and then took a deep breath. They probably really did save her. Oh, no, he saved her. That's amazing. Boaters pulled the two out of the water, and the toddler was flown to a nearby hospital, having their life saved by Bauer. That's amazing. Jonathan Bauer, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. I could not have done that. Yeah, I don't think I swim good enough. I think I would have just drowned. Yeah. I I got to get better at swimming. I'm not jumping 30 feet. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd do it, but I think I'd end up just dying, too. I would need to be a stronger swimmer. I, I don't, like, float or tread water great. Yeah, well, this one, it's a bad dad, but I'm giving it a new category of bad dad, but I'll allow it. <laughs> I like that bad dad, but I'll allow it. NYC father kills man over sexual comments toward teen daughter. Yep. A police charged a Manhattan father with murder after he allegedly killed the man who made sexual comments toward his young daughter. Wow. Yeah. How'd I can already him? know you're on this Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It got out of hand, but he had it coming. I shouldn't have killed him. (laughs) Uh The victim, Ariel Alvarado, 46, was found unconscious in front of 20 East 109th Street around 9.15 p.m. on August 3rd. He was taken to a hospital where doctors discovered head trauma and several internal injuries. He later died. During the investigation, police found out Alvarado allegedly made sexual comments about a 14-year-old girl. The teen's father punched him in the face and threw him down a set of stairs in retaliation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks that he died. Yeah, because... But I'm sorry, if you're 46, what are you doing making comments about him? Yeah, no, th- I agree. I, I'm on the dad's side. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't have expected him to die off of it. Now he's going to end up with freaking murder charge when the guy deserved it, you yeah. know? Police arrested the father, Luis Ortiz, 39, on August 11th and charged him with second-degree murder and two counts of assault. I hope he gets a good lawyer. I know. I mean, he shouldn't have done what he did. Well, the problem is, like, he just, he in just the heat of the moment. There. Yeah. But, I mean, you wouldn't expect that he would die off of Getting thrown downstairs? Well, <laughs> maybe, I guess. In the heat of the moment. Yeah. I could see it. Mm-hmm. This next one. 
Also falls in with bad dad, but I'll allow it. Yeah. This one comes from India. Out on bail, rape accused, hacked to death by survivor's father. A 32-year-old man accused of raping a minor was hacked to death, allegedly, by the father of the survivor on... I can't pronounce it, I but on Thursday night. Too, yeah. Police have arrested the minor rape survivor's father and his friend Dinesh for the murder of Vijay Murr. Police said Murr was out on bail. Murr's brother lodged the murder complaint against the rape survivor's father, who was 42, and his aide, Dinesh Rangpara, who was 30. So here's where it gets confusing. Yeah. So Vijay Mare, the guy who got killed. Yeah. It says here he had eloped with the minor daughter of the accused back in October of 2020. So if he eloped, was there consent? Not consent if it's a minor, though. It's in India. Oh, uh, what is... I don't know. And it doesn't say how old the daughter is, either. Uh... I would assume that if he was arrested, it's what they must yeah. have been under whatever they sure. would have considered consent. Yeah. So he was arrested back in March and brought back, and the daughter was brought back to the ma- to the dad. Murr mm-hmm. was arrested and also booked for raping the minor. He has been in jail since then. Okay, so police said that Murr was released on bail a few weeks ago. The cops said that ever since he was released on bail, he would call up the girl's father and threaten to elope with his daughter again. Oh, my God. And this part kind of confused me. I guess it's a cultural thing. The girl's father had vowed not to cut his hair until he killed Murr. Wow. I'm not going to cut my hair until I kill you. Wow. So the accused hacked Murr to death. They said that he found more than a dozen wounds on Murr's body. Yeah. Both accused are in police custody and are being interrogated. I'm sorry. He's calling to threaten you. That I'm going to get your kid. And yeah. And then um, was that guy even surprised as he was getting killed? Like, oh, this didn't go the way I thought. I think everyone's <laughs> surprised when they're getting killed. <laughs> Pretty sure. Even if you have it coming, everyone's like, oh, shit, that happened. Huh? Oh, shit. I didn't expect it. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. Now, here's one that I won't allow it. Here's a story about a bad daddy. Okay. California dad accused of hitting teacher over mask mandate faces charges. Oh, God. Sutter Creek Elementary School, that's around here. Uh, parent facing, That happened around here? Yeah. Wow. Is facing charges after district official, officials said he verbally assaulted the principal and struck a teacher over the state school mandate, mask mandate. See, this is out of hand beyond the mask thing. The whole thing of how people feel entitled to harass Mm-hmm. Freaking teachers and schools because they think, well, I, I pay for it. And it's like, yeah. but like I said, when I had to fly last week, they friggin' said on the thing, Southwest Airlines, we require a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, you're not going to fly. Everybody did. Mm-hmm. No one was fighting it. Yeah. But these people think, yeah, we I can know. harass a teacher, you know? 49-year-old mm. John Jason Wages faces misdemeanor charges for battery on a school employee. Disruptive presence at a school and disturbing the peace by offensive language. Yeah. And that kind of freaks me out because I use offensive language all the time. <laughs> to your teacher? To people? No. Are, oh, yeah. Okay. Here's where I get kind of a little bit of sympathy for the guy. Uh, uh, wages allegedly saw his daughter and the principal wearing face masks, but also noticed some of the teachers were unmasked while indoors. Yeah. School superintendent uh, Gibson later explained that since students were released for the day, the school's guidelines allow for fully vaccinated teachers to not wear face masks indoors. Yeah. The dad was upset, feeling like there was a double standard. That's when he confronted the principal and a teacher teacher stepped in. According to Gibson, wages then hit the teacher. 
I don't feel bad for someone like that. It's like, because no. their whole thing is like. He was if, trying to get them on a technicality. Yes. Yeah. And and it makes me mad because it's like people will say that all the time. It's like, well, then, then get mad at the one person you see without the mask. Yeah. Go try to get them in trouble if you're so. But their whole thing is but like. This is why. This is all a joke if one person. I know. But you know, that's why they yeah. should have from day one said, wear a mask, period. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. You're wearing masks until this is not an issue anymore. Yeah. And I guarantee you this would not be an issue anymore. But yeah. email us. Tell us what you think. Yeah. These stand up dads at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate us, review us. It's how the show grows. If you want to hire someone to draw a picture of a kid cooking an egg for a class project, who would they call? <laughs> you could call me Pencil for Hire. You can go on Instagram, Pencil for Hire, Pencil F O R Hire, or Pencil for Hire.com. If you need an extra energy boost to deal with stupid mask people <laughs> that are trying to figure out technicalities to make them like, oh, Unmasked people, yeah. The people that don't want to wear them, yeah. Check out our uh, sponsor, Seattle Gummy Company. They make high-energy mocha shots. You get all the caffeine in a cup of coffee five times faster and for half the price of what you would spend for a cup of coffee in one of those chain coffee shops. And they're delicious. And they're delicious. They're perfect for getting you through the last part of the day when you hit that wall after lunch. We've been enjoying these for over two years now. Yes. Because I saw that thing from the con. Yeah. And that's where we first got them. So it's been over two years with them. We still love it. When they were worried I was going to have to go to the ER. ER. Yeah. Fucking A. Don't eat uh, six of them at once. Six packs. Not just six of them. Did uh, I eat six packs? I thought I, I ate three you had packs. Three or four. I thought I was about to eat the fourth mm. when they caught me. So that was Please six stop. of them, I think. <laughs> Maybe I did hit eight. Because they oh, were like, Jesus I was asking for more. Yeah, you had the one in front of you. You took the one next to the table next to you. And I think Nick gave you one of his. Yeah, so I, at minimum, I had six yeah. of them so, right in a row. Anyway, don't do that. But yeah, still, don't do that. <laughs> click the link in the show notes. Yeah. Enter the code STANDUPDADS15. Get 15% off your order. A Seattle Gummy Company, Stand Up Dad tested and approved. Get shit done. We have merch. We teamed up with Gag on this podcast. Go to tpublic.com and do not search for gag on this because you'll be unhappy with what you find <laughs> click the link in the show notes it'll take you there you can get our ugly faces on your stuff you can get mugs <laughs> t-shirts stickers search notebooks. gag on this robert <laughs> Great. and speaking of gag on this check out my side project the gag on this podcast that's run by big nick we interview comics from all over the country and have a great time doing it this week uh we are going to be interviewing steve milani he is a local comic and is the king of conspiracy theories really oh man i'm gonna have a rough time behaving on this one wow oh no and he believes them it's not a joke oh no he's fully Ugh. yeah so if you want to hear what it sounds like when i'm biting my tongue you definitely got to give this one a listen uh. it'll be entertaining wow until uh, next week. Uh, Be nice to the teachers at your school. Yeah. Wear a mask. Stop whining. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. We'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye. <laughs>